Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Good afternoon, good day and good night. Welcome back to Team of Our Lives, the only and best noughties based football podcast with the skills to pay the Cahills, with more star than Pablo Imar and the lyrical motor of Sean Gota. Today we are back to basics with myself and Harry and we will be counting down our top five greatest goals of the noughties. I'd argue that the noughties was a golden era for absurd goals that were celebrated in the new era of YouTube and found not only widespread fandom, but also created cult heroes from the Ronaldinho shimmy against Chelsea, a thunder rocket from Matty Taylor, or amazing dribbling from emerging talents from Argentina named Lionel Messi. The noughties had it all, but what makes our top five? Well, you're about to find out. We welcome back, after short illness once again, Mr Harry Hansford, Portsmouth fan, documentary filmmaker. How are you? I am not too bad, sir. How are you? Very good. Um, top goals of the noughties. You've been wanting to do this for a while. Yeah. How easy was it for you to narrow it down to five? Uh, yeah, it, was, it wasn't very easy, to be honest. I was trying to work out how I was going to approach it. And uh, for a while, I was like, okay, I'm going to try and do... Uh, 
what I think were like goals that meant a lot to me. And then I realised quickly it had become the top five Portsmouth goals of the Northeast. So I scrapped that. Um, and then I've struck, yes, yeah, so I've just sort of gone for goals that I remember. Funny that you mentioned YouTube, but I would remember sort of sit there watching over and over again on YouTube as as a uh, teenager drawn with Nauties, really. Um, but even now, I, I think I messaged you just shortly saying, I've just remembered another goal and I really want to put it in my top five, but I don't know if I want to rejig everything. Um, so even now I'm looking at it and going, oh, it's probably not the complete list, but it's what it's, it's what's down. So that's what I'm going yeah, for. Yeah, absolutely. We should mention we've got a shitload of honourable mentions as well. So this probably won't be... Uh, the shortest episode you might be imagining, thinking, oh, it's near top five. No, we've got a lot of honourable mentions. Um, but I think, yeah, right in what we're saying, YouTube came out in 2005. Mm. I do think that incredibly helped the kind of, like, nostalgia and the celebration of those certain goals that were scored in the noughties. Yeah. For example, I don't think Matthew Letizia's goals be as fondly remembered had they not brought out a DVD every Christmas of Danny Baker's greatest goals, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, sure. So what VHS done for the goals of Letizia and Cantona in the 90s, I think YouTube's done for the Ronaldinho's and the emerging Messi's and Ronaldo's and yeah. whoever else today. I think I think the curse of YouTube was whenever you signed a player, though, the first thing you did was go on YouTube Oh you, yeah, like real these amazing goals they scored, and you think, oh, we we signed Ronaldinho. This is going to be incredible. And then obviously you realise that's five goals over a career. And by the time they've got you know to the Premier League, you might not see those quality goals over and over again. But uh, so I think there is a curse to YouTube and the Northeast as well. But it definitely like the goals that I'm going to yeah be talking about are ones you would have seen on multiple times on YouTube. Like. Unbelievable goal. You you know, click it and you're like, oh yeah, I remember this one. So you just reminded me of something. So in the late noughties, I would have been at college and I made I made more they're probably still on YouTube now. I got banned from YouTube for actually doing this. So I used to download individual goals from a website called Sockinet, Sockinet.com okay. or whatever. Um and I used to you were you were able to just download videos from all over the world football videos so I'd download them put them into like my first movie maker on Windows and then put them in order to a soundtrack and then do my top 10s and then upload them to YouTube Okay. And the, and the first ever one I'd done got like 1.2 million views probably watched it but this, yeah but this is way before like compilations were like what they are now yeah. and every single football team's got their own YouTube channel and you can get paid to be a YouTuber this is like 10 years before that was even a thing. Um, and yeah, it's still sitting now on like a million views. Of course, I never got any money from it or any ad revenue or anything because I didn't own any of the clips. And yeah. I think I used ACDC as like a track in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Thunderstruck. I think that's might be what it was. It was just a load of bullets going in. <laughs> Clarence Seedorf definitely made an appearance. Um, but yeah, um, so the way about I went... Because, yeah, there's so many different dynamics you can choose a top five, whether it's a goal that means something to you, whether it's in a final, whether it's a goal that saves the club from relegation, or, and this is I, this is what I think I've based most of my goal selection on, I've never seen anything like it before, 
and you could show it to someone who doesn't like football and they'll still be impressed by it. I think that is the parameters I've put in place sure. to kind of, um, yeah, get my top five going. How about you? Yeah, like I say, they're very much goals that are based on nostalgia for me, uh, I think. Um, you just now saying, oh, goals that save someone from relegation just sprung another one to mind or we'll now move to the honourable mentions. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it'd be, I think we'll have, I think it'd be interesting to see how different our lists are. Um, but. Yeah, I think a lot, of, a lot of mine are all sort of weird technique and just how the, what I've not seen that before. And I think, I know we've discussed this before as well, but in the noughties, we, we feel like football nowadays, it's all very tactical and it's kind of, you know, no one's allowed to step out of line or really express themselves with the exception of the odd few. Um, but in the noughties, it felt like, you know, you're, you're the players with the skill and the talent. Yeah. If, you think, if you think you can do something that'll work, do it. And it led to a bit more, I don't know, a flourish of goals like the goal of the months back in the noughties were so much better than they are now um, not saying yeah we have had some great goals especially in the last decade the one you know the scorpion kick from Giroud comes to mind uh, Ronaldo's overhead kick um, against Juventus so we've had some great goals in the last decade but we don't seem to be as common is that, is that a misconception do you think that's true uh, yeah I, I, I would tend to uh, side of you there because I'm thinking about it now like you're talking about Match of a day, do their goals of, of a month, and uh, you, you know you, you'd see players from teams like Portsmouth and Bolton and scoring these like wonder goals. Where now, if you think about that, you a lot of the time it is going to be Ronaldo, Ibrahimovic. It's those sort of players that whose name pop up, and maybe that's maybe that's a, a problem with YouTube as well. Maybe that we only see. Uh, big stars and we're not going to see what happened at Swindon on a Tuesday night or or in the low leagues in Spain mm. or something. maybe at the infancy of YouTube it was like you will see those goals because people are like oh my god just look at it and now it's a lot more based around brand value and pushing so maybe maybe we don't maybe we just don't we aren't seeing it but I probably agree it's probably not happening often. yeah I think with like the likes of Latin and Ronaldo nowadays, because of the stature of player they are, they can probably get away with doing something a bit more adventurous, mm. as if it was like I don't know Harry Maguire trying a Rabona and fucking yeah. it up. Like you know he's going to get absolutely slagged off in the press the next day. Um, the Puskas Award, which is the award for best goal, was introduced in two thousand and nine. So, which kind of fucked up my research. I was quite I was relying on that. Um, so that's only been going for the last thirteen years or so. So we can't really use that as a parameter. But to be fair to FIFA, probably the only time I'm going to say that, um, but to be fair to FIFA, um, they do actually include like some goals in like quite rogue leagues. Does that make ah. sense? Yeah, they, I think one of the goals was like from the Irish League that nearly won it one year. Yeah. Um, so I suppose that's quite good as well in that, in that respect as well. But yeah, I do think you're right. I think it is very much brand motivated when you especially when you look at the Sky Sports YouTube channel. It is all... Uh, didn't Mo Salah win the Puskas Award a couple of years ago in the like the same year that Ronaldo scored that bicycle kick? Yeah. And it just, it just wasn't a good goal. It was a good goal, but it wasn't like... It was nowhere near that level. Yeah. It was against Everton. You took it around a couple of players and chipped it in. Yeah, I don't know. 
yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think with sometimes you know, there's always going to be the big names of the time, and like obviously Salah's on fire in that sort of time, and I suppose it was one way to give him an award without maybe giving him a Ballon d'Or. Yeah, yeah a Ballon d'Or exactly. Yeah, good point. Very good point. Shall we go on to some honourable mentions then? Yeah, I've got a lot. I've got okay. a lot. But I'll, I'll go first because I'll feature one that's got Portsmouth in it. Brilliant. And it's the, um, so this is the honourable mentions. I think what we should do, because obviously podcast is an audio format, I think what I'll try and do for our actual top five, I'll try and put a clip of YouTube. Do Go back to my college days, 2009, and try and maybe put our top five up on a clip or something. I'll yeah. try and do that. Um, but if you're a football fan, especially if the Nauties, you should remember these goals. I think all the ones I've chosen are quite... Uh, rememberable apart from maybe my fifth one but there we go honourable mention number one is uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's free kick against Portsmouth in 2008 yeah it was the year he won the Ballon d'Or won the Champions League won the league yeah uh, was top goal scorer as well and that's one of the goals that stands out it was that first time I think I can remember seeing it sort of knuckleball yeah and it just went so far in the you couldn't have put it more in the corner and yeah. David James was a uh, just there's nothing you could have done. No, um, I know exactly. Yeah, as soon as you said uh, it was Portsmouth base, and then you said the word to Ronaldo, I knew exactly what Ronaldo goal against Portsmouth would be. And uh, yeah, I mean, I remember watching this, and it's one of those times where as soon as it goes in, I was just like, wow, that was something else. And 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 it's probably not the first time, but to me, in my head, I sort of remember it being the first time he gives the whole like celebration he's now famous for and like to me it was just sort of so it's probably just because it was against Portsmouth and it was yeah you know, but yeah like I say it probably was the first time I've seen someone like, with that sort of knuckleball style happen and I think as well people forget that okay we remember James as Calamity James remember him being this like sort of he was England player. England number one at this point he was England number one he was in the best form of his life um, won the FA Cup won the FA Cup like he Actually, uh, in, at Portsmouth, he became like a wonderful goalkeeper, and I think a lot of goalkeepers do that. The, the, you know, later part of their career, um, but I think people, you know, unless you're a Portsmouth fan, you sort of still picture him in that Liverpool kit, looking a bit stupid. Peroxide hair. Yeah, I mean, it was always quite fun to play. What hairstyles David James going to have today? Yeah, for sure. Um, but, <laughs> but and I don't think. The, do you remember? Do you remember? Oh, this is a weird memory. Do you remember the Rio Ferdinand World Cup program where he did like pranks? Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, it's the um, it was the artist thing. Yeah, and he was yeah. showing. Obviously, he has because James thinks he knows things about art, and he was basically showed that he, he he speaks bollocks, right? And he became a sort of complete joke after that, right? But. Uh, because I, I, I remember they, very clearly, sorry, that um, when we signed him, everyone was like, oh, not that guy from, you know, that, that was almost what he, he was like, oh, it's Calamity James, the guy from that Rio Ferdinand show. But I think that sort of really tarnished him for a while, right? But I think at Portsmouth, he really, you know, he, he was something else, especially 2008, that, that season. Like, so, yeah, for Ronaldo, it's not even part, it's not past some random goalkeeper. It's past the goalkeeper at the top of his game at that time as well. So it's crazy. It was a good goal. It was a great goal as well. Um, <clears throat> do you want to hit us with an honourable mention? Yeah, so I'll go for one that's nowhere near as good in quality, but this is why like, I changed 
for the setup. Just because how could I not mention for me, Kanu, little tapping pass for Cardiff keeper at Wembley in 2008. Because for me, obviously, that's the greatest goal ever because it won yeah. us a major piece of silverware, but I'm probably never going to see again in my lifetime, right? Um, but by no means is it a great goal. But I just want to get it in there as an honourable mention for that. Uh, Fair enough. But if we're talking about like quality goals, and it, again, this is something that sort of touched upon earlier, um, but do you, did you ever see the... I'm sure you have. The... Uh, it's like 2008 and it's like Swindon first Warsaw and Simon Cox goal. It doesn't ring a bell. So it's a lob pass over to Simon Cox and he volleys it and it ends up in the back of a net. So the ball does not touch. Oh, the is it like a Van Basten-esque kind of? Yeah. Yeah, I think I might have seen it. Yeah. It's just so random because it's Swindon first Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful goal. But if any other league, you'd be like, Incredible, and I don't know why, but that was one I would watch. Like, I especially <laughs> Ports were doing terrible, and we're like, all right, let's start scouting out these lower leagues. And uh, <laughs> no, we're still doing all right in 08, to be fair. But um, I just remember watching that one over and over again and being like, how has this happened for Swindon? Uh, but yeah, you just reminded me of another one as well, to be fair. I think that's that's a you've just gone down a path. I've not until just now realised that was a path I could have gone down to find great goals. Like lower leagues, because it's, they are lower league. For sure. You're not, you, you just don't go there to look, you look kind of thing. But adults wrapped, you know, at QPR in the championship, scored plenty of amazing goals. Yeah. What I'm thinking of is, um, I think it might have been in the Prem. So Plymouth had a striker called Sylvani Banks Blake, okay. later played for Wolverhampton. But I think he in the in the championship in the might have been in one of the playoff final games against Charlton or something. So this is when to promote Wolves. You know the Ronaldo chop where he chops it behind and then runs a different direction. Yeah, classic FIFA move. He'd done that, but he'd done it and nutmeg someone and then took it around the keeper. And it's just yeah, that's that. When you we speak of like lower league goals, for some reason I always remember that one. I think because he was a Plymouth striker. For sure, yeah. So those little connections, doesn't it, that make those stand out to you? I mean, if we had, you could ask 100 people their top goals and they'd all come with something different because of those sort of... 100%, yeah, 100%. Although saying that, I think um, in the mix, we'll, they'll, they'll definitely know some of the ones we're going to shout out. Yeah. Um, another one I've gone for is a classic noughties goal. I think it's probably in like most compilations of great noughties goals. It's uh, Michael Essien's outside of the boot against Arsenal. Yeah where he just absolutely pings it from 40 yards out. He has no right scoring that. And the bend that gets in. I think that's... If that if that was Roberto Carlos doing that, you know, I think he'd, uh, SCM would be remembered as a far better player than he probably is. But he scored a few goals, not, you know, from long range, but that one's by far the best. So it, it was against a prime Arsenal team as well. And... Um, yeah, prop Petr Cech probably up there, one of the best goalkeepers in the world at this point, and he was nowhere near it. Yeah. Uh, the way it just swerves, it's like a, it was like a, it was like a, what's that shit Angelina Jolie film where she's got the guns and they like, oh, she tries to curve a bullet. Yeah, just one. You know, like, yeah. Is that it? Yeah, it was a bit like that. Uh, not shit, yeah. as in like the ball was like the bullet. <laughs> it was like it was like curving round. Um, yeah, it was, it's just a beautiful hit. And the way he started celebrating before it goes in, kind of, as well. He does the Paolo Rossi celebration, like, yeah. Um, 
yeah, it's just a, it's a great goal. Yeah, I mean, he was, like I say, player that could do it. And then it, we, think about that team. How many players could just smack balls that would end up like? No wonder that team was dominant for a couple of years. I'm pretty sure that was the goal that got him that FIFA icon card. <laughs> why, why else would you put him as a FIFA icon? I don't know why. Like he's, yeah, he was all right. Fair enough. Uh, so for one that you sort of reminded me of earlier when you said about relegation. So um, again, this is going to be to Portsmouth fans. This is one of the most iconic goals of all time. Whether it, anyone else, here we go. Him, but Pedro Mendes scored like a thirty-yard screamer uh, against Man City, and it just it, it changed our season. So like we had like four or five games left, and we had to win like every game to stay up. And we were like, I think we were. I think it was 2-0 down and this goal was the one that took it to be 2-2 or 3-2 or something something like that. And he just smashes this ball and he just goes in and from that point on we didn't lose a game, we, we stay up and it's all down to that moment. Like if he misses that, the momentum isn't with us. And the fact he took it on and hit it and it got, and it's just such a, like he was a great striker like of a ball, like he's a midfielder, but he's a great striker of the ball, right? Like, as you see, when he uh, tr- almost scored, <laughs> definitely did, against Man United from the halfway line. Yeah, yeah. Um, but doesn't count. He, he, he could do that. And, yeah, I don't know if we... Maybe we lack players like that. Maybe that's what it is like, at the moment. Like, we lack sort of a player that can just come up at the right time and do the right thing. But, yeah, I mean... If you haven't, if you don't know what I'm talking about, please go watch that goal. It is incredible. Is that the game where he scored two from outside the box against Man City? Yeah, all within like. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's always good when a when a player scores two goals from outside the box in the same game. That's pretty special. Yeah, don't see that too often, do you? I think a perfect Patrick's probably more common than that. I would, I would say. Mm, it'd be interesting to find the stats on that. Yeah, I'm going to um, run off a couple of niche ones. Yep. Honorable mentions. Uh, Ludovic Juli, remember him? Yeah, briefly. Bar- Barcelona, Monaco, PSG. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, I know you're about that. Uh, when he was at Monaco, he scored probably the best scissor kick. Uh, yeah, Ludovic Juli at Monaco scored probably one of the best scissor kicks against Lens in uh, Ligue 1. I don't okay. know if you've seen it, but the cross comes in and it's like the perfect, he's at the perfect right angle and his legs just go like like a gymnast just separate and he hits it with such force he just connects with it so well it's just unreal again I'll, I'll YouTube it if you haven't already Ludovic Julie says kick against Lens 2003 um, there was a bounty of Steven Gerrard goals I could have chosen but I think by far his best one uh, was against Middlesbrough I think it's 2002 yeah um, where he kind of hits it on a half volley he hits it across goal but then it swerves back into the top left corner from the right hand side, uh, it's just, it's just. I think what that goal does is define Steven Gerrard. Yeah. Although people would argue maybe it's the FA Cup final goal against um, West Ham, West Ham but yeah. it's. I, I think technique wise and the way it just looks is pornographic. Um, <laughs> another niche one, which this is this when we spoke about YouTube goals earlier. This is one of the ultimate YouTube goals, but mainly for clickbait, I think. Um, so again, Zlatan Ibrahimovic has scored many a good goal in his time. 
but his probably his first good goal, the one that done the rounds on YouTube and probably got millions of views, uh, was his goal against NAC Breda in 2004 when he was at Ajax. It's a goal where he just takes on like everyone and he yeah. keeps like fake shotting and they're all falling down like fish. They're all just like dropping to the floor and he just yeah. takes it around like several players. That's when Zlatan became Zlatan and he got his yeah. move to, um, well, I won't tell you because I'll be coming up in a certain quiz later on. But, um, but <laughs> no clues. But yeah, um, that goal was amazing. And then from a personal point of view as well, we spoke about clean strikers of a ball. Is there more of a clean striker of a ball than the certain Mr. Paul Skulls? The uh, ginger assassin. Now, this very nearly made my top five, this one. Um, but obviously, Man United won the Champions League in 2008. But it was in part thanks to Paul Scholes, who against probably one of the best Barcelona teams of all time, it was nil-nil in the first leg. In the second leg, the ball drops to him and he just hits an absolute beauty. Gets into the final with that goal and that goal alone was the only goal scored over those two legs. So, um, yeah, that very nearly made my uh, top five for those reasons. Um as did this other one for nostalgic purposes. So I'm very big on like World Cups, as I'm sure Harry is as well. Um, so Joe Cole versus Sweden 2006, the chest, the volley, yeah. the top corner. Um, it was just so unexpected from an England yeah. player. And Joe Cole was the kind of player to um, kind of uh, execute that. And it was just out of nowhere as well. Like It was the last thing I remember watching that game thinking... Um, he's just going to cross it into the box or go down to the byline. Nope. Yeah. Like, that's when a special player becomes a special player because he has that in his mind to go, chest it, fuck it. He obviously must have done something like that before because you don't just do that, do you? Like, Rio Ferdinand wouldn't do that. Like, Yeah, I mean, Cole's one of those players where it's that potential was always there, wasn't it? I just don't know if it ever quite reached it. But like moments like that, like I've got that in my honorable mention as well because I remember very similar sit there watching it and just going, "Oh, this is gonna be oh wait," <laughs> like you know, you just think, "Oh, this is gonna be nothing," and then all of a sudden, you know, makes that in must. I don't know the decision, the the time it must take to make that decision of, do you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna do this. The ball must already be at you. Like you have to have made that decision and committed to that decision so quickly. Um, and I think I think that's just like, yeah, I think that's what you could say. That's what makes these players stand out for sure. I think you just got to have a, uh, an insane knowledge of how a ball moves when you hit it in a certain way or in a certain place from a certain distance at a certain pace. Like you're, you're as a footballer, you're thinking of a million things at once. I think that's why they excel. It's more of a mental game. Who else have you got in the uh, honourable mentions? Yeah, so this is a World Cup one that very, very closely was in came into my top five, and uh, it's World Cup two thousand and six, and it's the uh, uh, Cambia sorry, the Cambiasso uh, goal. Oh yeah, yeah, Serbia and. Simply because it's what 25, 20. I think it's more than I think it's, I think it's more than that. It was just yeah, like yeah. and I, and that's one that I remember being sat like around somebody's house, World Cup, you know, just just on it's Argentina, you're watching it. And then all of a sudden you just like, oh, hang on, how long is this gonna continue? This sort of passing, 
and then a goal comes from it and just think and and at that point just thinking this is one of the best things I've ever sort of seen um but I've desperately this is the one I desperately sort of just remembered was, oh, I really need to work this into my top five but I just didn't want to be playing around with positions because it's like yeah. where does it go in because that could go in I didn't want to put it in low because it's such a good goal but then also mm. do I want to mess up my order but yeah I don't know what you think about that but any any it's like Spain did it as well at one point right where there was like a 18-19 pass goal anytime that it's, happens it's just blows my mind yeah it might it might be wrong I might be wrong but I think it was in the 40s Oh, possibly I, because I, I think I, it was just ridiculous they were like it was like tipper tapper yeah in a world cup but they were like necking players they were doing back heels yeah absolutely it felt to Cambiasso and that's the thing it's, it's a like as much as it's Cambiasso's goal and it's a it's a good goal but it's such a team goal mm. and like that's oh, it's still, yeah. isn't it like it's that when you say team goal that's what they show you yeah that is, that is the team goal like yeah yeah, it's, that's a good mention. I didn't write that down actually. Um, I've got a controversial one now because I don't actually think it's a good goal, but I, I imagine it will be in a lot of people's honorable mentions. And it's the David Beckham free kick against Greece. Okay. This is the 102 to qualify us for the World Cup. In my opinion, we should never have been in that situation to have to need, you know, need David Beckham to uh, whack one in. And also, the keeper should have saved it. <laughs> it's almost like quite near him as well. Um, but it is from quite far out. And it is a good free kick. It just isn't. I don't think, I don't know. Uh, if I think Halfby have gone on to win the World Cup or get to the finals in, in 2002, I think maybe it would be remembered a bit more fondly. But for me, it was just, that was a goal of relief. Not, mm. not it wasn't a good, yeah, one of the greats. There was, I think it, I think it's what it signifies, all right? It's, it's the turnaround for Beckham, sort of publicly yeah. with England. It's the uh, oh shit, we don't have to miss a major tournament, thank God, uh, moment. And I think for all that, that's why it's such a great goal. But like you say, when, when you look back at it now, it is like oh, all it takes is the keeper to be stood a little bit one way, and he's got a great chance of parrying that out, and we don't go. Like it, it came back close, but hopefully, like we've seen worse since then. Obviously, not making the Euros and things, but hopefully, we'll never see. You know, hopefully, from now on, we're qualified quite comfortably. Um, but it's football; you never know. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Very true. Have you got any more honourable mentions? Uh, so I was I I was just thinking that I've not put it down, and again, I, I think some people would put it down as one of the greatest goals of the decade, that being Ronaldinho's free kick against England in uh, in Japan. Yeah, um, yeah. And again, it's, it is a great look. Did he mean it though? I would never score a goal that good. Like, and I still can't help but feel sometimes like, what was it, was it meant? And if it was, it's genius. And he's always going to say it was, but I'm not that convinced. Every, every when, I, when I have gone back to rewatch it, the more that, I think as a kid, I was like, oh, he's, he's incredible. But the more I sort of like, <laughs> watched it again, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> thing is, <laughs> if, it, if it was, I don't know, say Roberto or Edmilson or Lucio or Cafu that done that, you'd go, well, that's a fluke. But the fact it was Ronaldinho, yeah, you kind of go, happened. well, if there's one person who could have done it, it yeah. was him. Yeah. And that's why, look, I think if 
if we if he did it a couple more times and it's the same sort of thing, you'd go, okay, that's one. Of, but then it wouldn't be one of the greatest goals either. I don't know. It's hard. Yeah, I mean, like, it straddles that line of it's either one of the greatest goals ever or I'll be honest with you, it didn't even enter my thought process. Fair enough. I've got a controversial one. Okay. And every part of me wanted to put this in my top five, but I couldn't. And I moved the one. I, in fact, it was in my original top five, but I moved it out for a goal just because it's one thing I like and it's trademarks. So I've moved it out for that. But the, it was in the top five. I've moved it out. It's a certain Mr. Matthew Taylor. Okay. Which I think might be in your top five. One of them. Could be. Could be. Okay. Um, not his goal. Not his goal against Sunderland, which he scored from miles out. But in the same year, I believe, maybe even a couple of weeks apart, he scored one against Everton, mm-hmm. where it was just outside the centre circle. Yeah. Again, it was like a half volley, but then it dips just under the bar. It wasn't like the keeper was like not on his line, but you know, so six yard box or whatever. So, oh, oh, again, it was it's up there with Beckham's halfway line. Yeah, shot for me, and I think it's one of the better goals from like near the halfway line because he hits it on the halfway and he hits yeah. it straight up and it loops just under the bar. And he'd done it before; it became almost a bit of a trademark for him. Yeah. Um, so, I yeah, not not many people's trademark could be scoring from the halfway line because he's done it like nearly twice. We've done it more than twice. I um, I will I'll, I'll admit now then. So, number five on my list is this goal. Um. And very good reason. Not only is it like absolute fantastic goal, and if you've not seen it, please, please go and watch it. It's incredible. But I was there, and it was one of those times where, you know, you you've just got, you know, I was I wasn't very old, and you, you got you got your money, whatever money you could get together to go to football, and you got a ticket, and it's it's at what is now and it was then the away section, but you know, a part of it would go to home fans. So I'm sat there, you know, behind the away goal and I'm probably 13, 14, something like this. I think I know everything. He hits it and I've turned to my friend who I'm with and I said, what the fuck? Like, that's <laughs> saying, what you could be doing. And before I could finish the sentence, the net in front of me, because I was literally behind the goal, ripples and I'm out of my seat, going crazy, loving it. And... Yeah, and Matty Taylor would, you know, prove me wrong many a times by doing it again and again. Because even after, I was a little bit like, yeah, well, I don't think he, you know, I think he was a bit lucky. <laughs> because I was so determined that it was, why fucking in it from there? Like, but what a goal. Abs- and yeah, one of those moments that I can go to watch football 100 times. Will I ever see that again? Who knows? Like, it's, you just don't know. But when, when Matty Taylor was playing, you're like, who might see that? <laughs> Yeah, I think there's some people go and watch football a whole lifetime and won't see a goal as good as that. Um, yeah, uh, it's one of those ones you just need to go and watch. I think you need to go and watch all of these if you don't know what we're talking about. Um, I've got two more honourable mentions, which are very controversial because they, by any stretch of imagination, I think these two would probably make most people's top five if we plucked a random person who knew a little bit about noise football off the street. First one is the Canios against Wimbledon, the yeah. kind of um, jumped-up volley thing across goal. Again, only two players I can think of have done that. One's the Canio, the other one's Gus Poye, 
where they kind of do a volley in air, but they kind of do a bicycle kick volley. It's a bit yeah. reasonable. Not like not as in an overhead kick, as in like a you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um I think with the Canio's goal as well against Wimbledon, it was on the outside of his foot, he managed to poke it away with. And the other one is um what was, in my opinion, the greatest Champions League final goal of all time until Gareth Bale scored a ridiculous overhead against Liverpool more recently. It's the um, Zidane volley against Bayern Leverkusen in uh, the 2002 Champions League final. They're both, they're both very good goals and I think I think maybe they suffer a little bit of, from, they just, oh, you've seen them so many times that maybe the magic from when you first saw that goal has sort of disappeared a little bit. Yeah, I think the way that Zidane one drops and he just hits it so high as well, like, his foot's level with his head. No way, yeah, it's just, again, in a champ- to do that in a Champions League final, yeah, not balls it up, like, nine out of ten, well, more than that, more than nine out of ten people would take it down and then shoot, not just go, woof. Especially when he had time to, like, take it down as well. There wasn't, you know, one person behind him, but that was it, like, so, yeah, it's, a bit, it's um, yeah, it was just special. Yeah, I think, Anytime anyone pulls something like that off in in the final, it is just adds to it, though, right? Because what what more could you want? It's a little bit like when we've had this discussion before, and I'm like, I actually sort of love the fact that he, in his last ever games, the World Cup final, he gets sent off because how many people go out and do that knowing that you know they're about to retire? But it's like moments like anytime something happens in the final, it just sort of like heightens it because if if somebody scores that goal and it's the 25th game week of the year it's still great it doesn't mean as much right or so I think sometimes that timing is what makes it even better but also like we were saying earlier how do you have the knowledge the confidence or to to, to even attempt it in in such like it's not even just a final. It's not like a Copa del Rey. Is it? It's 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 the final of European football. Like that's insane. Absolutely, yeah, just incredible. Have you got any more honourable mentions, or should we move on to the top fives? Um, I mean, you've already had my fifth one, so I'm ready to move on. All right. So Harry's fifth was uh, the Matthew Taylor goal against Everton. Yeah. Uh, my fifth, I don't think many people will know. But I moved into fifth because I watched it again recently and it is just, there is nothing else like it. So my fifth is Ricardo Corresma. Obviously a um, controversial person, player, never quite lived up to the expectations, was kind of meant to be up there with Cristiano Ronaldo, wasn't he? Um, so I mentioned earlier that I kind of like trademarks and um, Corresma's trademark was something called the Travela, um, which is where you hit the ball on the outside of your foot and you bend the ball round into the far corner and Koresma scored these goals he, he scored one at the 2018 World Cup against Iran don't even remember that yeah. hit on the outside of his foot from outside the box and it bends into the far corner so it's not just hitting it into the outside with the outside of your foot foot it's like proper bending out then back in um, and he's famously scored one for Porto like it he's, he's scored plenty of them but the one I'm choosing is against Belgium in 2008 it's a European qualifier yeah but before he does the travailer he does a you know the Ronaldo chop as I spoke about earlier mm-hmm. so he does like a chop 
to just lose his defender and then hits it straight away with his right foot on the outside of the foot, bending it outside the box. Looks like it's going out for a corner and then just bends back in. Yes, I, I know the one now. To do a chop and then do yeah. a travailer shot. I just haven't seen anything like it. And Koresma's yeah. the only player I know that can score a goal like that sure. consistently. That is his trademark. And that's there are not many players with a trademark goal specifically, that, that specific, like, you know. Yeah, sure. I suppose you could argue Alan Shearer with a tapping merchant, but that's not, <laughs> a tra- that's not a trademark goal, is it? That's just, no, that's, you know, yeah. being a striker. But yeah. that is... That is just, it's just amazing. Like you just, the technique and the skill. Some Duck Crosmo's player as well. I think he was a bit arrogant, a bit, you know, he's very much his own man and would do things that others wouldn't dare to do. And I think that all adds to what makes the goal special. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else I can add to what you've said because you've described it so beautifully. Makes me want to go watch it right now, to be honest. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's 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 incredibly rare that a player would have a trademark goal, let alone that trademark goal be such a hard to pull off feat. Anyway, um, I mean, yeah. So, what way to start your five? Incredible. <laughs> What's your number four? So it's. Uh, Roma feeds Leon with Mancini when he does the not one, not two, not three, but four step overs, sends a player wrong yep. way and puts it in the back of the net. It's just one of those, you know, he does one and you're like, okay, amazing. He does two and you're like, okay, all right, he's showing off a little bit here. By the time he does the fourth one, you're just like, what the f- fuck is going on here? Like, who, who, you know, and it's, he makes, he makes the, oh, I'm not even sure it is off the top of my head, but the Leon defender just looked ridiculous really and then to go and finish as well is you know something else how often do we see a player do step overs and do these little flair like moves and then not follow up follow up but to then follow up as well it's one of to me one of my favorite goals of that period if not why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them with royal caribbean you don't just go to the beach you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in north america You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Full stop, really. Yeah, I think because it was like prime Champions League when Roma were a good team. Leon had that amazing team. Man United, Barcelona, Munich. Um, all that good teams. It was that, that was my favorite time for Champions League, like yeah. the late noughties, mid. The Champions League, where almost genuinely you felt anyone could win, unlike maybe yeah, today. like today it's just Madrid, PSG, Man City, Liverpool. Yeah, it, it's um, yeah, back then like 
yeah, Leo had an amazing team. Roman had a good team as well. But I know the goal, yeah, because he, um, I think the defender might have been Raymond Clerk or Revier or someone like that. And um, yeah, completely floors him by doing yeah. far too many. So it was something out of FIFA, isn't it? Yeah. And then the, the shot, didn't it? He just hit it into the roof of the net at a tight angle. Yeah, it's not like... Yeah, like Ryan Giggs and that. Yeah, because he, he's coming in from, I suppose, for left-hand side. So by the time he sends the player, it's not like he's dead up centre. He's still on that sort of left. So to then get the shot away and smash it into the top is, you know... I suppose after full, you know, uh, after full step overs, maybe he was just like so confident that was it, wasn't it? It's a little bit, maybe it was a bit like FIFA. He had a little bit of a boost or something. Uh, do you think he um, he done so many step overs because he was expecting someone else to come and help him out? Yeah, probably. He's probably wait. Yeah, and he's like, oh, yes, I'm just gonna have to finish this myself. Yeah, but wasn't it like Totti pinged in the ball when he was kind of up there by himself? It was very much on the counter attack, wasn't it? Very much. But, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, good choice. I didn't even think about that. Good stuff. Uh, my number four, again, I think this will be in a lot of people's top fives. Um, I didn't really know where to place it, but it ended up fourth. Dennis Bergkamp, Arsenal, beat Newcastle, 2002, where he just hits the ball on the spin, spins yeah. one way, ball goes around uh, Newcastle defender Davisas, collects it and just calmly puts it in. Yeah. Because that is the most. Now I saw something on fucking one of these sports bible, which I fucking hate, by the way, because they just <laughs> they just they just create clickbait for the sake of like getting ad revenue, and to create the, that clickbait, they just argue anything, even if it's something they don't agree with. Yeah, they sure. can literally go, maybe the Nazis were right, but they'll say it just to get clicks to go, are oh, you fucking insane? And then all they show their bosses is like, oh, look at that click rates and all the people who visited our page. Yes, it's because you fucking alluded to agreeing with the Nazis. That's why. Anyway, off topic. But, but Sports Bible do this fucking stupid thing where they get like great moments of sporting history and then just twist it on its head just to annoy people, antagonise people and get clicks. One of them was this Dennis Bergkamp goal saying, did Dennis Bergkamp actually mean it? Of course he did. It was Dennis Bergkamp. It was, yeah. if it was, again, it's a bit like the Ronaldinho goal we spoke about earlier. If it was any other player, you'd go, that was a bit of a fluke. But it was Dennis Bergkamp. He was always twisting and turning. He's probably yeah. one of the greatest players ever with the ball at his feet. Oh, for sure. And controlling it. Um, but because he collected it on the volley from whoever Perez or whoever it was, hit it around Dabizas, spammed the other way. And I think the fact that he did spin the opposite way to Dabizas made it look better. I think the easiest thing to do really would be to spin the way the ball was going but he didn't he purposely yeah. went the opposite way he kind of shrugged off Stephen Carr whoever it was um, and then just put it to the side of the keeper it's, it's just fucking cool isn't it it's like yeah. it is like Samuel Jackson in Pulp Fiction it's just cool as fuck it's it, sure. it, was, it was a massive fuck you as well it was just, yeah. yeah it was great this is yeah I'm, I'm happy you got it on your list because this is one I, I sort of thought about putting on mine and uh, it's probably, there probably is a place for it, but I uh, decided to go for a different one we'll find out in a second. But, uh, but Burkamp was just, I think he was the epitome of like cool in, in his own way though, right? He could do things like that. He could twist and turn, send people, you know, just in complete wrong directions. And, he, you know, there's it, a reason that like uh, often... 
you hear words like magic and things attached to Burkamp, right? It's because that's the way he presented himself with with that. And I don't think you can argue when he does it so consistently. You can't argue he didn't mean it. If it was a, uh, I don't know, uh, like Owen Hargreaves, because that's just not he was a very different <laughs> player. So I, I like Hargreaves, but very different style. If if he had done it, then maybe you could go. Did he mean to? But where it's consistent, you have to sort of accept that, right? That's fact. Yeah, absolutely. I think um quick shout out to Ricardo Fuller um as well against Aston Villa, who scored a very similar goal. Yeah. Um, but he spun the way with the ball, if that makes sense. He yeah. kind of went the correct trajectory, if that makes sense. Um, but that's a very good goal as well. Um yeah, so what's your number three? Yeah, so this is why I, I sort of said I went for different goals because this is an Arsenal goal, and it's from that unbeatable season, and uh, it's Henri against Liverpool. Um, do you remember this? So it was basically that he sort of ran through uh, Liverpool, and he just left the defenders just looking like re- absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it was just a, such a cool little like pass into the net, but past Dudek, and obviously, like you know, a lot can be said about Dudek and his ability, but Dudek was a decent keeper and. He was having a great time in this sort of period. Uh, so it wasn't often that balls just sort of got slided past him. But it was more of a fact that it was it was just vava zoom, you know, I mean? it was just sure. he just round the defenders, just left them just stood there. And Liverpool are a good team. Like people forget, okay, they didn't win the Premier League for 20 odd years or whatever, but they were still a, a good team fighting for top four, top five every year. And it was just one of those goals that I remember in that year. Arsenal being so good and just to watch and probably unplayable to play, you know, probably terrible to play against, but so good to watch. And that's one of those goals that just really stood out for me. And as as I said, these are sort of goals that I sort of have, have gone back and watched over and over again. And that's just one of them for me. And, and it is one where I'm like, I probably could take off this. It's not that special, but it just sums up for me Arsenal and Invincible wow. period. And we we did vote Henri the greatest player of all time in our top fifty controversially. Um, still not over that. Uh, <laughs> I thought he might. Point. I thought he might have said even his goal against Man United, where he flicks it up and volleys it in the opposite corner past Barnes. Yeah, I mean that or, is that's up there. Cool he done that a few. He done that a few times though. That, yeah. that was a bit of a trademark for him. Sure, yeah, um, yeah. I think he done it against Portsmouth as well. If I'm not mistaken, um, or his goal against Spurs. Where again, he just takes it round. He take, runs with it from beyond his own half. Yeah, and just keeps going and going and going, and then just the famous knee slide. Yeah, it's just a statue. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And it is it is a, it is a similar sort of goal. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just I, I don't even remember. But if I was definitely watching it, but I imagine it's so prevalent in my mind because I was probably watching this game on Sky Sports, and uh, and I imagine that's why it stuck with me. But yeah, that's why that's 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 my number three, and that's why it's there, really. Fair enough. Uh, my number three is Lionel Messi, um, and this for me is the goal. And Harry's just put his arm. Harry's just put his face palmed in his, I'm, in his own head. I literally, I was there for Messi's like debut goal at the new camp, and I haven't put it. Right. So I'll speak about that in a second. Um, so the goal I've chosen to Messi, and you could choose a load, uh, this specific one for me is the one that defined him as the Messi we all know and love today. 
this is the one that, that made comparisons with Diego Maradona, partly because this goal is very similar yeah. to the goal that Maradona scored against England. The goal I'm talking about is Lionel Messi versus Catafe 2006. They're so similar, in fact, that if you go on YouTube, you can watch um, a clip where someone's kind of intertwined the clips together. And they're so similar, okay. even, to, even to the point where Maradona falls over and takes it past the keeper and puts it in. Messi does the exact same thing against Catafe. So the goal pretty much is his first emergence onto the world stage and his first great goal reminiscent of Maradona against England. He just takes on the whole Getafe team down the right-hand flank. They're putting in tackles and just at the last second he nips it past him. Um, Megs a player and then takes it around the keeper, which for me, it's something I like to do in FIFA when I'm playing online against someone. Like Once you've taken on a few players, to take it around the keeper is like the ultimate insult, isn't it? And then like dink it into the net, which would become somewhat Messi's trademark. Yeah. The classic dink when you get six yards in. But this, yeah, for me, was his first goal that, have you seen what this fucking kid in Spain's just done? For sure, yeah. This was the name that, this was the moment and the goal that made his name yeah, like famous. Yeah, made made the world aware of him, not just Argentina and Spain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think he was still wearing 19 at this point. Yeah. I mean, everyone knew he was good at this point, don't get me wrong, and he was just starting to make the first team. Yeah, but when he scored this, it felt like from this goal onwards, right? He, he doesn't get dropped anymore. He's always playing because he would come off, off on like he won number thirty in his first season, then number nineteen, and then I felt like this was the turning point. When, when he scored this goal, this is when Roy Card or Pep went, "All right, he starts every game now." Yeah, that's what it. Uh, that's how significant I think this goal is in terms of his career, how people view him. I know. And I don't think this goal is talked about enough today. It's very, it's very good. Uh, very good contender for top goal. There. I'm going to have to go and watch it again because I'm not sure if I've seen it as much as maybe I have others we've spoken about. But I'll definitely go check it out. Yeah, what, what I was, when you said Messi, I'm like, oh God, my, one of my claim. The fame is this complete fluke that I happened to be there when he first scored for Barca or whatever. And I, and I didn't even think about putting it in the honourable mentions even, just to show off again. Was it a good goal? Uh, to be honest, I don't really remember. Because <laughs> we didn't know who he was. He was just this young kid that come on. I was more excited about Eto and Ronaldinho. And yeah, some kids from the academy. And things like this. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's obviously why I haven't put it. because it. As much as it's a really cool thing, like it wasn't that impactful because he wasn't the man he is now, I suppose. So maybe, you know, yeah. maybe it makes more sense to put this goal where, what you're talking about in because it's the goal that sort of leads him on the path to becoming possibly one of two greatest footballers of our generation, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, indeed. Um, so who's your number two? Yeah, so I've gone for a classic goal that I'm sure we've all seen hundreds of times here. And it's uh, Wayne Rooney versus Newcastle. Uh, okay. Because it's just it's just so iconic, isn't it? Arguing for ref a little bit. Uh, you turn around, volley the ball, back of the net. Like, and although it's not... I think he did do something quite similar... Uh, for as well another time and all that but I wouldn't 
necessarily say it's a trademark. It's almost is the trademark of Rooney because it shows because his trademarks is passion, right? It says, "Oh, you know, I will scream and shout and fight to get a result." And this is that sort of the epitome of it, isn't it? It's like screaming at the ref, <laughs> yet you still somehow got composure to turn, hit the ball on volley, put it in top net, like because that's just how good he was at the time and it is probably is an over shown goal he probably he probably can't go a day on Sky Sports without it popping up in some sort of promo even today well for fact it's in the starting clip of Premiership Years which is our like which is our bible um, you know shows you where it should, you know, is in the history of time can I just say this is my number one okay no, I wouldn't so, be I'm not surprised to be fair yeah, and I did have an R about it because I think maybe it's a bit too predictable. But we spoke when we counted down our top 50 players of all time, we did speak a lot about Rudy and how potentially yeah. he was underrated. And he's one of the few sure. people who could do anything with a ball, score any type of goal, whether it's overhead kicks, he was good at headers, left foot, right foot, yeah. volleys outside the area, tap ins, uh, clever passing. He could do it all. And he was doing it all at a much younger age than most people were. Uh, you know, he, he pretty much, by the time he was 28, he was done. Yeah. But yeah, what yeah. I like about this is that we spoke about certain goals defining someone. So Messi is taking on a shitload of players, dinking it over the keeper. Um, you know, Charisma's Travella. I think what this does, it doesn't it wasn't a trademark as such, but it does sum up Wayne Rooney. It sums up the man. He's arguing with the ref, jogging with the ref. It's not he, he's not like ref's trying to go away and he's yeah, hanging around, hanging around like a bad smell. Like for about 20 seconds, which in a football match is a long time, he's still having a go at him. And then he finds the ball bouncing in front of him. And when he shoots in the half volley, he shoots across the ball with his right foot, which pits, puts a shitload of uh, like backspin and right-hand downspin on the ball, which, again, the ball, as is a familiar thing with my goals, goes one direction and then curves in yeah. to the... Yeah, you know, it's almost in the middle of the net by the time it ends up in the goal because it just has much that much spin on it. And to do it, well, the difference with Joe Cole's goal against Germany is that he, that's that was a slow goal. Does yeah. that make sense? He just he, by the time he chests it down and volleys it against Sweden, it's quite it's, it's almost in slow motion. Yeah, with this goal, it's just instant. It's like just as fast as fuck. And again, I've not seen a volley hit quite like that where it swerves as much as it did there and goes in past Shea Gibbon or whoever it was. Yeah, um, Shea Gibbon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, and it was in the peak of the Premier League and it's part of the reason why why I think we're doing the podcast in the noise because of stuff like that. It was peak Premier League. Yeah, for sure. It, it does sort of just sum up that sort of mid dish sort of yeah mid sort of almost uh early noughties sort of period it just sums up like that's that's the sort of excitement you expected from tuning in to a saturday match on in the premier league you just didn't know what was going to happen right that's what we loved and really as much as uh, sometimes you'd want to hate him if as when you weren't a main mode fan just because of how prolific he was uh you just couldn't help but love him for things like that right absolutely absolutely so that was your number two my number one so we'll get to my number two then we'll go on to your number one uh so my number two 
I had to get in Ronaldinho somehow. And I think for very much the same reasons we were talking about everyone else, I think I've chosen, again, we could have chosen quite a few goals by Ronaldinho. Um, the one I've chosen is against Villarreal in 2006. And again, this sums up the man, the magician. And you know, we've, we spoke about it a million times while we all like Ronaldinho because he'd done, fun, he'd done things that no one would dare to do pull it off and it would genuinely, genuinely be easier for him to do some clever piece of skill and get it past the player then score than it would be for anyone else to do something else more normal so the goal I'm talking about against Villarreal sums Ronaldinho up to a tee Xavi puts in a lofted through ball Ronaldinho is facing away from goal he takes it on his chest as he takes it on his chest he spins still away from goal as he's doing this, he somehow overhead kicks it across goal and goes in to the top corner. So lofted ball, through ball, stays on side, beats the four defenders, chests it and spins. Because he's chested it and spinning it, the ball comes off his chest at an angle and then the only thing he can do is overhead kick it in. Again, every other single player in the history of world football would have took that ball down, put it wide and then crossed it in because it was at a, it was like at the edge of the box but he took it down on his chest overhead kicked it all while spinning 360 degrees yeah I don't think although that's quite a famous goal but I don't think it gets that's fucking difficult to do let alone in yeah. top five football for sure yeah I mean it's the fact that I know exactly the goal you're talking about and it didn't really even pop into my mind earlier shows two things all right it shows one that you're right it, it doesn't sort of have the love that it probably deserves to have and uh the second thing it shows is just that and i've completely forgot what my point was <laughs> um I'm why, what, what, why thinking for me that was the goal my mate came in and said oh did you see that goal from the league last mm-hmm. night and then as soon as i got home I was going on youtube to find it yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was one of the first goals I illegally downloaded to put on my YouTube compilation to get million views. <laughs> um, it was, it was, uh, it was, I, I still watch it every now and again then, like now. To do that is just fucking difficult. I can't, like, I've not seen Neymar do anything like that. I suppose he probably has, and he's got some bloody good goals in his time. But I don't know. You, you don't see those kind of goals nowadays because you get told off. Yeah, you were like, "What the fuck?" Like, you know, Jamie Vardy. What do you think you're doing? Like, he meant to give it to Patson Dacker or whoever. But it's, um, yeah, it just it, it sums him up to a T, and it was one of the first viral YouTube goals, to my knowledge. Yeah, I'd imagine so. So my second point I was going to say is the second thing it proves is that um, just the wealth of goals at this time period. The fact, like, I, I'm like, oh, of course. Like, uh, it just shows just how many great goals there were during uh, the sort of noughties and just how, you know, just, just how hard it was to pick five, let alone, you know, we could probably pick 20, 30, 40 great goals and still miss out a bunch. Absolutely. Absolutely indeed. Well, 
can't say any more about that really. So I've been trying to think while I've been speaking about what your number one might possibly be. Mm-hmm. But judging by your other four, you've completely thrown me off. Um, I'm assuming it's not a Portsmouth goal anymore. I did. It might be a Portsmouth goal. No, it's not. Okay. It's not, it's not. I know you're a fan of Liverpool at one point as well. So is it a Steven Gerrard goal? It's not. It's not. <laughs> you're either going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah, Ooh, I think you're right. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, but okay. I, I you honestly mentioned, you mentioned can't the player guess. Earlier. You mentioned the player mentioned earlier. Mentioned the player earlier. We called him a tapping merchant. <laughs> oh, oh is, is it Alan Shearer's goal against Everton? It is indeed. Okay, go on. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what can I say about this goal that's not being said? Again, it's completely over what uh, overshown, but it's been called, you know, the best goal ever and Maybe the best goal ever, and and it it might be. It's just one of those things where, like, <laughs> I was surprised this is in your top five. Let alone, I, I, I don't know. Okay, maybe okay. pure nostalgia, honestly. Okay. Maybe it okay. Is okay. nostalgia, but it's that. It's just the fact. It is. You're not wrong. Alan Shearer, most his career is tap and merchant. He can provide beautiful goals, but this is something else. And it's the way he hits the ball, and it is perfectly into the top corner. The goalkeeper has like no chance. And I honestly think you could have two, three, four goalkeepers in, in that net and it's still going to go in. It's just so well hit. Whether, you know, again, whether it was meant to be that perfect, I don't know. But it's just, yeah, for me, it just sort of, and it sort of screams that sort of early noughties, like this is why you need to watch the Premier League. I think it's one of those goals that probably really helped South Premier League around the world at that time. It really helped Premier League become what it is. Um, it's just a shame that uh, maybe it is a little bit overrated. Yeah, I, the only reason I didn't even think about it too much is because <laughs> I think there were a lot of similar goals to it, if that makes sense. Fair enough. But yeah, you just, just absolutely fucking volley it. From outside the box at a million miles an hour. It's a very it's one of those shots where even a slow-mo replay it looks fast. Yeah. If that makes sense. But yeah. I think for the top goal scorer ever in the Premier League, that's his best goal. Mm. That has a certain um nostalgic value to it, I guess, and, sure. and yeah. uh, a nicheness. But I even think I remember him saying in an interview saying, like, because it is the most unlike Alan Shearer goal ever. I think oh, he sure. did say he just hit it because he was tired or like he was out of position and he, he wanted to make an excuse for after the match of why he was out of position. So he took a shot and it went in. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very good goal, yeah. But I do think if more cameras were watching more games, you know, you'd see a silly and Petrov scores in similar or James Milner. Yeah, for sure. It's just, I think it is just the fact it is so fast and it, and it does just so perfectly sort of nestle into that top corner and may- maybe it's just like nostalgia talking and, and, and you know that sort of roast tinted glasses may- maybe if I watch it again now maybe it's maybe it doesn't quite nestle as beautifully as I'm picturing it in my head but in my head it just sort of, it just sort of fits perfectly into that top corner and it's just like it probably is complete luck but how beautiful of a goal and for that that's why yeah that is the reason I've put it at number one as much as I would love to have been now and been like oh it's this Portsmouth goal past I don't know, like Burnley or Thursday yeah. night. No, I mean, maybe I could have picked a goal past Southampton when we beat him 4 1. I'd have to pick all four. Uh, <laughs> no, so yeah, I went 
I tried to stay away from Portsmouth as much as possible. I mean, Matty Taylor still got in there. But, yeah, it's... Like I say, if you ask me tomorrow, it would probably be a very different list. Um, yeah, well, there was plenty of Paul Scholes goals we could have put in, plenty of yeah. Zidane goals and whatever else, you know. But uh, I suppose, you know, we're kind of picking about what we remember most, I guess. So, yeah, that kind of sums it up. So, Harry's puts Alan Shearer's goal against Everton... As here's number one. Mine, of course, was Wayne Rooney against Newcastle 2005. And by all means, please do get in touch with us at Twitter at Team of Lives to let us know your favourite goals in the noughties as well. Maybe you completely disagree with us, but if you do agree, just yeah, do let us know in some sort of form of comments. And I will try and make a YouTube compilation with these 10 goals because uh, I think it will be needed. Um, but yeah, good stuff indeed. Yeah, well, Thunderstruck <laughs> playing in the back. Thunder. Ah. It's been 15 years since Ollie Jenks has made a video on YouTube. Thunder. <laughs> but he's back. Can he get a million views again? Thunder. <laughs> and cuts to like a month later. It's been like four people have watched it. And it's all four of my different accounts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thunder. Lovely stuff. Um, it's time for deal or no deal. This is the uh, transfer game, which we used to play with each other quite a lot, um, but we normally ask our guests now. But I thought I'd bring it back for Harry for one last week. It's simply true or false, deal or no deal. So we've got five players, all five of whom we have mentioned over the course of this episode. I'm going to mention some transfers, but did they happen or did they not? Were they a deal or were they a no deal? Mr. Harry Hansford, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> Michael Essien. Leon to Chelsea, £24.4 million. Pounds. Deal or no deal? Oh, mate, you've made me question myself. My gut was just yes. So I'm going to go with deal. Correct. Cool. One. Matthew Taylor. Oh, don't ask me where he came from. Did he move from Portsmouth to West Ham for 4.23 million? Definitely played for West Ham. Was there? Oh, I can't think who the team in between would be, but I feel like there's a team in between. Uh, I'm going to say, just because I can't think of who this team would be. I'm going to say deal, but I'm not confident in that. You're right to be no, not confident because it's no deal. False. Where did he go originally? Because he went to West Ham after. He went to Bolton first. Yes, of course. I can. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I just couldn't think of... I See, I knew it wasn't right, but I couldn't think of the team, so I had to... All right. Ludovic Julie. Did he move from Monaco to Barcelona for seven million euros? I have no idea. I, I told know. you the answer earlier. Oh, I still have no idea. I'm just all right. I'm gonna go. Do you know what? Let's just say deal. Correct deal. He did. <laughs> he moved to PSG afterwards, I believe. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Played for a lot of clubs, right, but did he? 
Yeah, it's a bit easy. Um, <laughs> did he move from Ajax to Juventus for 16 million euros? Say again, sorry. Deal. Correct, he did. Last is Joe Cole. Again, played for quite a few clubs. Yeah. Did he move from Chelsea to okay. West Ham on a free? West Ham, Chelsea, Chelsea, West Ham. Let's take it. Let's say, let's say deal. No deal. Oh, where did he go? He went to Liverpool. Oh, of course, of course. Then he went to Lille, and then I think he went back to West Ham, and then he okay. went to like somewhere weird. Yeah. See, I was, I completely forgot about Liverpool. But so in my head, I was, I was thinking, it, it makes sense that he went back to West Ham on a free. And then went to Lille. That was sort of my, in my head, I was thinking that makes sense to me. I can't imagine he went to Lille, then West Ham. I don't know why, but, but yeah, well, no, that wasn't great. Three out of five. Three out of five. There you go. Average, average. And that's it. That is it for the episode as well. Thank you very much for listening to Team of Lives. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. And um, follow us at Team of Lives on Twitter to keep up with all things. Team of Alivesy podcast updates. Uh, we're uploading quite a few goals of the days and some other crap as well. To this, uh, oh yeah, still doing, still doing TikTok pack openings as well. That's still going quite well. Uh, so at Jenks Ollie on uh, TikTok if you're interested in that kind of stuff. Um, and other than that, yeah, hope you're well. Stay out of trouble. We'll see you next time. team. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk Sports Social Podcast Network with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.